Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. Okay, so we are back this week for week two of the uh, the Rick and Don show. Um, yep. Everything going good so far. We will uh, we'll have uh, the produced versions of some of the stuff up and uh, up and on iTunes, SoundCloud, your streaming service of choice, or wherever we decide to pay to put it. Um, but uh, yep. so this week, I, I had said we wanted to come back with a couple topics. Um, there were some that I had in mind, uh, and based off of uh, some recent conversation that we had, I think it'll be good. So I didn't want to give you any lead in because I wanted to kind of give you a kind of have this off the cuff. Um, so right. the, the 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 first topic that I have, and we can kind of carry a couple of these over into multiple episodes um so the the first one i have is wrestling both old school and current um okay and then uh uh the second one being something that you love um and are very good at and something that i can't stand and i'm very bad at which is trading and magic um so (laughs) so that we will uh you know table for either next episode or something else um but for right now i wanted to 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 jump into wrestling as it's very timing convenient um based off of the royal rumble happening happening the other night yes Um, a a lot of uh other stuff kind of going on and and just in in current context and you just mentioning uh previously while we were getting ready ddp yoga um which I, i have interest in as well from listening to a bunch of other things as well as uh, talk is Jericho and oops uh, and him pushing that there. Um, I will try not to smack myself in the head and <laughs> as well as the mic there. Um, but the kind of one of the the reasons why I jumped on this was kind of the um, the thread we had from from last week and and talking about the the genesis of the podcast, which is just you know. Um, uh, peace, change, love, and kind of some of the stuff in there that we had as far as happiness. And it came to me as like, what is one of the things like going, looking back, what is one of, or what are a few of my favorite and happiest memories? Um, and a lot of those, you know, you know, current day surroundings wouldn't necessarily, uh, kind of show that, but I mean, they are Mm -hmm. all very, uh, wrestling centric. Um, and so, I mean, so there's a lot there. So I figured based on, uh, you detailing how you got into wrestling initially, uh, I can jump in on some of mine. Um, we can then kind of parlay that into a, uh, a discussion about the Royal rumble, which one of us has seen and one of us did not. Um, and then, uh, and then just go from there and then, and see how it ends up. So that was, that was what I wanted to kind of, uh, throw the curveball your way for this week. So yeah. uh, I, I'm thinking we'll be able to, to run with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, uh, man, I am just into, man, I am like, I've been like, I've been in a wrestling mood lately too. Like, like I follow, like I follow pretty consistently, but like just the degree of like intensity to what I follow, you know, like most of the time, like pretty casual about it, but like, you know, I've been listening to a lot of wrestling podcasts lately and, and seeing a whole bunch of stuff, but let's see. So, oh man, there's so many things. So I first got into wrestling, um, so when I was growing up, I'm like I'm like the probably like the weirdest person when it comes to this. So like a lot of folks like got into wrestling when they were like a kid and stuff. I didn't like I didn't really start to get into wrestling until like I was like 12 or 13 and like all the neighborhood kids would watch it. So that's like 2002, 2003 and we didn't have cable. So like 
um, you know, it was, it was, you know, whatever. Like I tried to back in, I remember, so my, so my mom and, uh, has always been like, was always like a real big wrestling fan, but like she never watched it or anything when I was like growing up. And so the first time I actually saw, um, a wrestling match, uh, was a uh, backlash in 1999, with that infamous, if you follow it all, there's this insane match with the Hardy Boys, uh, the Dudley Boys, and Edge and Christian for the tag team championships. Uh, and it's like a, I think it's a TLC match. And that was like my first exposure to that. And it's like seeing all these people like do all this crazy stuff. Like I was instantly hyped because I was like 10, it was like 10, 10 at the time. And, and, uh, like, you know, I was like, I was, you know, I was like, I was on board, tried to watch Raw, you know, over at their house the next day. They weren't like really having it because they had cable. We didn't. We were like neighbors in an apartment complex. Um, so like I kind of fell out of it. And then some like new kids moved in the neighborhood where I was staying and they were all watching wrestling. And so like we sort of started wa- watching wrestling and and, um, and we started to watch. I started to watch with my mom and my aunt. And, uh, you know, we would watch that and I would go online and and. And like look up the pay-per-view results because it was the only one in the house who actually knew how to use a computer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so I'd look him up and be like, oh, man, you wouldn't believe this. And like look through the stills because we had dial up, too. So like it'd be like looking through like, <laughs> like the fucking stills. <laughs> if you could remember anything from like early 2000s Internet is like just imagine trying to load one of those like they're just like learning about video and posting that on like websites and just a ton of pictures, a ton of ads. Like it took, it would take so long to load anything. Yep. Oh man. You're, and so that was even before, like they would start loading the page before, uh, like it completely loaded. So you would just kind of sit there, wait for a white screen, yeah. <laughs> and then it would pop in, and then you know you'd wait a little bit more. So yeah, that that was painful. Yeah, yeah, and it was, uh, man, it was so you know we'd. We would uh, we would watch and uh, we played some video games and um, I kind of so I went off to college and, and um, so we would watch basically we would watch Smackdown religiously, um, you know, sort of like that was like the thing we did as like a family and we actually still do um, if I happen to, you know, if I'm happy to over like they watch my mom and my aunt watch wrestling and I don't even live with them anymore. Mm-hmm. I haven't lived with them for, you know, like I want to say like maybe two or three years. That's awesome. Um, like. And my mom, like, she'll text me. She'll be like, hey, what happened on this pay-per-view? And, <laughs> and, and, I'll, and I'll text her and be like, it was like, this match was good. Because, like, so, like, I, you know, since I've used the internet and stuff, like, I've learned, you know, about, like, you know, some of that, I want to say, like, smarky stuff. But, um, you know, a little bit of that, like, uh, like the, you know, what, like, the real fans would use. I'm doing air quotes, by the yeah. way. And, you know, it, you know, it's sitting there and like, would talk to her about something and uh, she'd be like, like they, they view it as just like, it's so funny. It's because like they, they buy into it like so hard sometimes and uh, like they're real big John Cena, Randy Orton fans. Okay. And um, which is, you know, like I, you know, both of those guys are cool. Um, and, uh, you know, so. Yeah, it was just, I mean, like, in real talk, when I was, like, growing up, when I was, like, you know, first started watching wrestling again, it was, like, right during that ruthless aggression aggression era where, like, John Cena was, like, be, I was going to say becoming a beautiful man. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
when, like when he started to like really become the guy for the WWE. Um, and you know, so like he was cool as he was cool as shit. Like he rapped. Like, did you ever see the rap video that he put out? Oh, probably, maybe, probably, probably not. But like his album, this is how bad it was. Like his album came out and I was like real close to buying it. I didn't, but I was close to buying it. Okay. Like, his interest music's pretty good. Yeah, like, it's available on, uh, on, uh, I, I'm sure it's still available for purchase out there. And it's also <laughs> on YouTube as well. Um, cause contextually, I actually just sent a YouTube link of the music video to a friend recently. So that's how, um, again, we may as well call this the tangential John Cena show because he seems to make a, make an appearance, uh, every episode. But yeah, so his, his rap video that he put out and there was a big, you know, premiere for and all that stuff. Uh, that was one that I, I'd listened to and then downloaded and actually had on my, uh, uh, MP3 player for a while before, uh, it just kind of dissipated. But yeah, that's one that I, I've, I, uh, know, know of real well. <laughs> the, um, yeah. So like, so then I started like, and it's real weird because like, so like wrestling's one of those things where like, like when I first got to college, like I guess it was 2000, oh man, 2008-ish, like that 2007, 2008, like I didn't watch it at all. Um, but it was like the first time in my life I lived in a place that had cable. Mm-hmm. So like I was super stoked, right? Because like I could finally watch Raw. Like in Raw was like growing up that like you had the you had the show on UPN or uh whatever you know, whatever that network was. You had SmackDown, and then you had Raw and like on USA or TNN and only cool kids allowed, you know. And uh but I never watched any. I bought like a couple of the video games, um, played some of those. And I think what like what really did it was that it took me a little bit, like some of my favorite wrestlers were um uh, like at the time, because there were SmackDown guys, were like Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. And when uh, Eddie died, I was like, "Fuck!" My mom told me, and I was just like, I had woken up early that day too, like I couldn't sleep. And my mom told me, "They're like, Eddie Guerrero is dead. They found him in a hotel room." And I was, dude, I was fucking wrecked, man. Like Eddie was so cool, and yep. and then like uh, a year or so later, Chris Benoit, like killed his whole family and then himself and like i was just like you know my thing was it's like it's so fucked up but it was like you know eddie died and then it was like man at least i've still got you know at least i've still got chris benoit and then that happens and i was just like i was like i had to remove myself a little bit and um i got back into watching um my like my junior year because the guy i was living with uh my roommate at the time he was like he uh, he's a he's a cool dude. He may he may show up as a guest one time because uh, he he's a he's a fun guy. And um, we were sitting there. We were talking about watching. You know, we we're talking about we talking about like N64 or whatever. And it like got on the topic of wrestling. And he was like, hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we fucking like, you know, we started watching fucking we put raw on the, you like neither one of us to really pay attention to it. But we like put raw on the TV. Fucking watch like raw and smackdown haphazardly. And we had this fucking we ended up working together um, that part of that year, too, because I was floating from work study job to work study job because each department kept losing funding. Um, and we had this joke about fucking just like RKO and stuff <laughs> with like. <laughs> 
would be like like something didn't work and it'd be like dustin he'd be like yeah i'm about to fucking rko this show because <laughs> we're making fun of randy orton because it's the only way he can solve his problems like that then, is awesome <laughs> so and uh <laughs> there's this um there's this web wrestling web comic called botch spot and um like i found it there from like one of the internet forums and that the the whole thing came about because like it's like Randy Orton trying to like solve everyday problems and it's just him RKOing everything, including a baby, a crying <laughs> baby, because that's all he knows how to do. And um and ever since then, um, like pretty much been like, you know, nonstop, like I'll definitely put on Raw. Um, like I subscribe to the network um and watch uh and watch like some of the older stuff sometimes, but pretty much like the big four pay-per-views. I am such like, I'm such a big, like everybody gets hyped for like WrestleMania. Like I'm a big, uh, I'm a big survivor series guy. Yep. And, um, you know, I always just love the idea of it and, and, uh, that, so I've been watching, been watching forever, pretty much basically ever since that, that junior year in college now. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's the, probably when you started was right around the time I was starting to peter out. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my originate, I mean, I'm a a couple years older than you, but like the origination of when I started watching it. Um, and this is a common theme on a lot of stuff that I did growing up was I didn't understand the concept of a TV schedule. So (laughs) I, I did not have cognition when I was a child, apparently. Um, so I just walked around going, oh, shit's on TV. Let me watch it. Oh, shit's on TV. Let me watch it. Shit's on TV. Let me watch it. Like, I didn't understand there was a concept of if I came back at the same time, it was still going to be there. Um, right. So for whatever reason, I found primetime wrestling on USA, which is the show that what actually became Raw or the show that preceded Raw. Um, so, oh. I mean, the only time I, you know, would find this is in the summer. So whenever I was in the summer, I still, you know, remember going into my room and the bunk bed, stuff like that, um, and just turning the TV on and watching it. Mm-hmm. And then um, one summer, um, it ended up being where there wasn't primetime wrestling anymore. It was now Monday Night Raw. Um, and so uh, that was something that, you know, was a, a change in tone and, and different where they were, you know, at ringside and all this stuff. And it was uh, much more um, uh, much more in your face than kind of like the studio setup they had yeah. uh, uh, on primetime wrestling and things like that. So that was really when like the, the cognition kicked in for me to, to kind of <laughs> keep that going and saying, oh, OK, this is cool and, and grew into that. Um and then so from there, like, I really got into it. And I grew up in the Philadelphia area, and so there was a lot of yeah. um, big promotions there, both the WWF, uh, you know, being based out of Connecticut, having a big northeastern area um, around that time was a lot of the same time as ECW um, and a lot of that <laughs> stuff. I didn't really watch that much ECW, but because of the um, the popularity in the area, just all the other wrestling mm-hmm. events were that much bigger. Um and and so that i mean i'd hit a number of shows like i went to shows down in baltimore i went to shows in philadelphia um i think i went to some in new jersey at some points um and so like i I went to a lot of like actual like uh, live shows not necessarily uh either the 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 tapings or whatever but back then Mm. you know when they still did tons of tons of live shows now where it's not like um that you could just wait 
to to kind of see them or they would even stream some of the other ones or NXT and stuff like that. Like that was you you really only had like yeah. one shot to see them live. So yeah. that was really cool when I was growing up. Um, and so I I mean I grew up you know very similar to like my comic exposure growing up, I was always a Marvel guy over a DC guy. So like I grew mm-hmm. up a very much a WWF guy over a uh, WCW guy yeah. uh, until kind of the Monday night war started and all of that stuff. But the, like my favorite wrestler growing up was always Bret Hart. So I kind of, okay. whatever watched wherever he was. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what I, I kind of followed that. And I still remember, um, you know, talking about pay-per-views, like one night I was, uh, this was back, you know, before digital cable and all that stuff. So it was still cable with pay-per-view and all that stuff. But, um, when the pay-per-view channels were just the higher number channels and you could turn them on and you could listen to them, but (laughs) it would just be a scrambled channel. So literally I was like listening to, you know, a audio only version of these pay-per-views, um, uh, while I was, you know, just in my room, like, probably 10, 11, 12, 13 at the time or whatever, um, instead of buying them. But we were, you know, just, I was just, you know, sitting there listening to them um, and just like going crazy when, you know, my guys won, when going insane, when the heels won, stuff like that. Um, And so since it was so big in the area, there was just a lot of friends and and things that were very interested in it as well. And like, we'd always, um, at some of the after school clubs, like guys would come in um, and either, who's their like dads or relatives or friends were big into it. And like, they would call the hotlines and get like the, <laughs> the updates that like nobody was supposed to know. But then, yeah, um, so like yeah. The, the biggest time around then was the, during like the NWO crossover and all of that stuff. And, okay. you know, they were, they were saying like, they knew who the, the third member of the NWO when Hall and Nash uh, were just showing up on WCW every so often. And they, they knew it was going to be Hogan and all of that stuff. Um, and so, I mean, I was always a big uh, Kevin Nash fan as well. So probably secondary to, to Bret Hart. Big uh, sexy. <laughs> yeah, big sexy and uh, and Diesel were my uh, my my big favorite uh, in WWF. So seeing them come over um, and just kind of running that uh, in WCW um, was it was always something to come and I mean uh, to talk to at school. Like in the morning, we'd wait outside, we talk about stuff that happened, you know, on the the Sunday night shows, on the Monday night shows. And then, you know, later in the week and then anything on the weekends. Um, and so that was just always like, that was the big cool thing. And I mean, I, I have a, I want to say it's my 10th grade picture. I think that sounds about right. Um, my 10th grade, like high school picture, I'm wearing like an NWO Wolfpack, like red Wolfpack shirt, um, in there. Um, back when I still had hair. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you, and me bo- you and me both, man. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that was definitely like, uh, an awesome time to kind of be a part of, of wrestling then. Um, and then, uh, the, the next like kind of evolution of that was going to college, um, at, at Penn state, but uh, again, still in the Northeast and there was still a big, a big, uh, um, kind of contingent there for just being uh, a lot of people from Pittsburgh, a lot of people from uh, Philadelphia, a lot of people from New Jersey, and just still having a lot of interest in wrestling. So we would always go um, to one of the sports bars um, and just, and just off campus and, and watch it. Cause they didn't charge a cover, but we could just go sit and, you know, eat and they'd show them on big screens and everything. And so there were um, tons of them. I mean, we, you know, hit up the WrestleManias, the survivor series um, and all the other ones that, I mean, that, they've had in between since the the merger that they changed and uh a lot of those other ones and uh i think SummerSlam was the first one that was like 
was there when we were back in school and then we usually hit up survivor series and then it would be wrestlemania and some of the other ones um in between but that's also one of the other best stories that i had from from college where we went out one night i know it was wrestlemania one year i forget which year um and then uh i just i did not feel good like i had it must have been a migraine or something and i don't suffer from migraine so it was really weird like i didn't know how to handle it but i was like guys (laughs) i gotta go i was the one that had the car and i drove everybody but i was like can you guys just grab the bus back? Cause I, I've got a bell. Like I, I can't even like sit up right now. So I was able to, to drive myself home to the, or basically drive myself back to campus. Um, and I parked in, uh, the, the student lot, um, which at the time was called the flower gardens. It was on the North side of campus, um, near the, the freshman dorms, but basically away from everything else. And we had lived in the West dorms, uh, West side of campus dorms at the time. And I'm walking back through the parking lot. And again, like my head is going crazy. Like I can't see straight. Um, and I'm just walking through the parking lot to, to get back to campus and I'm walking by a car and like, I thought I was falling over because the car was not running, but it was moving side to side. And so I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And like, as I got closer, I could see like the, it was a four door car, but the two front seats were both folded down. And like, I stop and look over and there's a guy and a girl in there. And all like the guy does is pick up his white t-shirt, push it up against the window and then turn and look back at the girl. I could basically still see him over top of his arm. And they were clearly (laughs) having sex in the car, in the parking lot, like in January or, or March or whatever in, you know, in the middle of Pennsylvania. So it's freezing cold, but the that's cars, the most magical, the cars seem to be reasonably warm because the windows were perfectly fogged up and you know, it was, uh, it, it wasn't getting frost anywhere. So, um, I still, to this day, like whenever I'm walking up to a car and like, there's the possibility of people in there just, you know, waiting or laying down or whatever that, that story always comes to mind because just the look on the girl's face when she recognized that I recognized they were having sex and she was on top of him. Um, and the fact that he didn't really care was, you know, just kind of, uh, just, just comical. So, um, but yeah. And like the one time again, like the live shows, like they would come and being a college campus, they always had people that were big there. And like the one year we went, um, I think it was my junior year. That was the first like draft that they had. Um, oh, so that yeah. was the, the first time they had the, the raw and SmackDown draft, um, and kind of splitting those guys off, um, and, and kind of figuring that out. So it was, it was good, but then it also felt like we kind of got shafted cause they didn't really have that many matches. They just had a lot of talking that night. Um, <laughs> and so I, I think that was actually like the last, I would have to say that's probably the last live event I've been to. So that was, I want to say like 2003, maybe. Um, so it's been, it's been a long time since I've been to one. Um, but I mean, I still keep up on a lot of it. Um, and the, the big problem for me is once I graduated school, um, where it wasn't as, uh, easy to have, you know, multiple TVs or follow up with all the stuff on was like the big night for wrestling is Monday night. And that always mm-hmm. conflicted with me with Monday night football. So it was, I would always catch up with wrestling in spring and summer. And then by the time football rolled around, I'd lose it for four or five months and then I'd come back to it. Um, and so that's kind of the way it is now where I just, I'm out of it for a while and then I come back in every so often. Um, but, uh, now my fiance, she watches total divas and I kind of got back into that. Um, and then, so, 
kind of seeing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff for the divas and then now going and knowing a lot of the wrestlers and a lot of the front side for that um and having one of the uh one of the divas being the daughter of jim neidhart um who was you know part of the heart foundation with bret mm-hmm. hart um and so there like there's a lot of tie-ins for me there so it's just like oh screw it like i'll just i'll start paying attention again and, and watching stuff so i haven't like i haven't kept up with a lot of stuff um but like i try to as much as i can um Whereas, like I said, I I was talking to somebody the other day. It's like I have way too many interests. So when I try to appease them all, I, I don't get any of them. Uh, but it's one where, again, like when there's stuff that pops up, I try to follow it. And like Talk is Jericho is a great podcast to, to follow mm-hmm. up with because he does a lot of old school stuff. And like he was very tight with, again, like you said, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, yeah. Dean Malenko, all those guys. Um, and so right when, like for me, wrestling was at its peak, like with my core group. Um mm-hmm like there's still a lot there and like a lot that they can pull from and just, uh, and, and talk to, and he's had a lot of good guests there. And yeah. so it's always been something where no matter where I'm at, I can always come back to. Um, and so just to, to see kind of the, the ferventness that, that some people have with it, um, and are still kind of really going with it and the, the popularity it still has and seeing like some of the people I went to high school with now have kids who are getting into it and yeah. not like two or three year olds, but you know, reasonably aged kids. Um, but the, they're, you know, they're getting into it. And so, I mean, the fact that they're, it's there, it's something they can consume and it's still kind of something that, that they're working with is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. The, um, oh man, I, golly, I was like, I was thinking about it. Like, you know, like my family, like my family's like so really into it and like, which is always cool. Cause like, I, I, they grew up wrestling. I remember one time, um, uh, she ran into, is it Nikita Koloff? Yes. Or, yeah. She Nikita ran into, Koloff. yeah, she ran into him at like a Kmart when I was like, I was like super young. It was one of the Koloffs. Um, and it was, it's the tinier Nikolai. Yeah. And, um, and, um, and, and she ran, ran into him in like, at like a, like a Kmart or something when I was young and, and ended up getting, uh, like getting a, um, oh, I hope it was one of those. Um, and ended up getting like a, you know, like an autographed, you know, eight by 10. And they talked for like fucking 30 minutes and like, like, you know, that's something I never, like, you know, that was cool because it was like something I never really knew about my mom. Um, and like, my mom and I are like, so like my dad's not like has never really been there. And like, so like it was one of those things where it's like my mom and I are like totally different. Like, and not just besides like race and gender, like, <laughs> um, and like, we're just like totally different kind of people. Like, um, you know, and, and we have some stuff in common, but like it was that was like wrestling was like one of those things where it's like we could sit down and like that's something we can enjoy together, which was always like really cool. Um, and it's like one of those things that I'm always like, you know, you know, I'm always happy to to share that with them and, and that. But like I never had outside of like those friends that we'd kind of I'd kind of watch wrestling with growing up like, you know, we never did that. Like we would all watch it separately. So it was never like it was never something we all did to like gather. And like that's always like the big thing for me is like is like that camaraderie that can build too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I had a buddy in my I think who I guess he just recently moved, um, who um, we would go to. We went to a couple live shows together, and we would watch pay per views together. 
And, you know, that was, that was, you know, that was my wrestling buddy. And when he went on his mission trip, I was just devastated. Like, you know, I was like, I'm, you know, I was excited that he was growing and stuff and, and learning about himself as a person and, you know, building his faith and everything. And I was like, man, I was like my wrestling buddy. Like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta find somebody else to be able to sit down and talk about how much I love Kofi, Kofi Kingston with mm-hmm. that I'm not related to. So they're not obligated <laughs> to, to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and so, um, yeah, like, um, our buddy, uh, our, our, our buddy John there, we'd, uh, we'd watch, we'd watch a little bit. Um, he was, he grew, uh, he was big during like the attitude era stuff too. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the other one. I, I mean, I guess I should also say that the attitude era was another one of my favorite times. Cause that's what I was a big, uh, degeneration X fan and triple H for better <laughs> or worse is still one of my favorites, uh, as both in ring and, uh, just on the mic. Um, so yeah, that's another, another kind of era that, that is uh, always going to have a good place in my heart. Yeah. Like I, um, I actually go back in, so I like the network is arguably one of the best, like this is, this is a free plug by the way, um, is arguably one of the best streaming services for, uh, uh, that I've, I've experienced just with the sheer catalog and completeness of its catalog. Um, I sat down last night, bef- I sat down uh, Sunday night before the rumble or Sunday afternoon cause it started so freaking early. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the pre-show started at five Eastern time. Yeah, that's too damn early to to then spend the rest of your night watching <laughs> wrestling. Like I'm sitting here, like I woke up, at, I I woke up a little late, and I was sitting here, and it's like, oh, I got four hours, you know, it's like I got five or six hours to the Rumble starts, and I'm like, I gotta go get food, like I gotta clean, like, <laughs> um, but I sat down and watched a random old episode of Raw in like 1998, and then proceeded to watch part of the 2001 Royal Rumble match. Like that's so like streaming services are like good and stuff, but it's just like the completeness yeah. of, of it. And the fact you get new content on top of it with the pay-per-views, that's insane. No, like, yeah. Now you're making me nostalgic. I, I may have to re up it again. <laughs> the, um, I watched like, and all I, all I did there for like, um, for a while was like, I just like watched all the documentary stuff they had on there. Cause their documentaries are like really well made too. Um, and, um, you know, watched them on, you know, Paul Heyman, ECW, the Monday night wars. Um, you know, if, if the thing is, it's like with the, I've always like, I've been like, I guess like a day when I subscribed, you only got two weeks free. So, <laughs> so that's, I guess that tells you when I subscribed. Yeah, I mean, when I subscribed, I subscribed like back in the spring and we were down visiting uh, my aunt in Florida and that was the weekend of WrestleMania. Um, and so I just subscribed that day and I think it was only a week subscription at the time or a free week subscription mm-hmm. at the time. Um, so like I got it and then unfortunately they don't have that great of internet. Um, so I ended up uh, streaming it on my cell data um, because it was faster than the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Um, so like I watched that on my phone while we were, uh, kind of, uh, relaxing. Um, and then I just kind of canceled it after that cause I, I wasn't going to use it for anything. Like I just wanted mm-hmm. to get WrestleMania and watch that cause, um, kind of present day or more current day in addition to, um, some of the other stars, like I'm a huge rock slash Dwayne Johnson fan, which if you're mm-hmm. not, I don't know how, uh, you yeah. kind of have a personality. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, 
so I, he was he was you know touting a comeback or touting like not a comeback but necessarily but uh you know being there or interacting with it so i wanted to pay attention to it so um i got it specifically for that and watched it and you know was mm-hmm. pretty happy with a lot of that um and then just kind of canceled <laughs> it after that but I, I mean now that might be something um where uh considering cutting back on some other streaming services there may be some uh, some funds in the streaming budget mm-hmm. to to invest in there I'll I'll tell you to be honest like I've got access to between my roommate and I um Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, the WWE network um and regular cable um and to be honest like I've gotten the most use out of the like like out of like Netflix and the WWE network just streaming service wise um just because of like ease of um just because of that tape library yep. they've got and like and, and then like every once in a while, i don't even like you know i log in maybe like i logged in for the rumble i might watch elimination chamber on like the ps4 um but like yeah and then probably watch wrestlemania and um i'm gonna watch wrestlemania probably but um <laughs> the um so yeah like i mean it's like that's I get to like look at all the stuff like I get to watch all those matches um as a kid like there's random times I just randomly watch Bash at the Beach in 96 nice like you know randomly like I'll just sit down and be like I want to see Rey Mysterio wrestle Hoovertude uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or is it Justin Liger in that match oh, I can't remember might be Liger well maybe it's no it's Hoovertude so so with <laughs> that that time frame did you and kind of another another topic for another podcast though is uh some of the some more classic video games but i mean were you playing wcw world tour and you know the n64 wrestling games that were just some of the best in my mind that's ever been made yeah so the um so i played the first time i played i think it was world tour Uh, not world tour um wcw revenge yeah yeah i played that that so funny thing you bring that up um, those games are what actually got me to start collecting retro stuff. That, those games would be what would get me back into wanting an N64 in addition to Rogue Squadron. But uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so um, I remember playing those at like a sleepover. It was like kind of cool, but I, I wasn't really familiar with like a lot of the guys. And my wrestling buddy and I, we just sat, you know, I'd gotten out of college and was, you know, m- moved back home and and you know, a little, little listless. And I was just sitting down. It was like new year's Eve. And I was like, yo, like I've still got this N64. I'm like, do you want to go find some wrestling games for it? And he was like, yeah. So like I brought over, you know, brought over the N64 and found some wrestling games and just kept doing like more and more research to figure out what were the best ones and, and that. And, you know, I just got into it and, you know, we were playing, we started playing those and like, was able to find like no mercy for like I think like a buck, and oh, that's a deal. Yeah, like and I was like okay, and like you know we just and we just sat down and had like we had like a ton of fun and like even now like I'll play. Um, I haven't bought a wrestling game in a long time, um, but like I'll buy them like every other year because like I really like I remember playing um the what is it smackdown versus raw 2006 okay i think it is and that storyline in that game is so ridiculous that um it's 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 almost worth it to check out um 
And so I buy them every once in a while. It'll do like a single player campaign. And um, yeah, so like I bought, I haven't bought one recently, but like I, I still play them um, um, every once in a while and I'll like break them in and, and when a good, like when a good one comes out with a good story mode and, and um, I usually end up picking them up. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you mentioned like you, you played them at sleepovers and stuff because I mean, that's where we got into them growing up i mean it was mm-hmm. the same thing like we'd go over a buddy's house and we'd be there all weekend like playing magic and um one of the other guys that, that i mentioned um last week that uh, will be a, a future guest for sure jay uh on our on the podcast um he was he was real big into them um and and so i mean that's that's a, like it was you know we'd play a, a shit ton of magic then we'd play uh, world tour or just a, a revenge for you know a couple of hours and that would always be something where to you know see who could end up super moving somebody else the the fastest and just running the story and all of that stuff and so i mean those were uh i mean some of the the best uh times i had like with video games growing up in the the n64 era um and so, I mean, so I think just because those games were such a home run that that brought people back into the fold for oh, yeah. magic, so, or not magic wrestling so much more. Um, and so it was just, it, it became like a self-fulfilling thing. And I think that's even to this day, like they still end up having a very well done, like video game experience and a digital experience that ends up mm-hmm. helping them a lot more than a lot of other mediums kind of do. Yeah. 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 The, um, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just, you know, you know, like I haven't. Like I've got a giant Brock Lesnar cardboard cut out of the living room. Um, I didn't pay for that; that was free. Pre um, or post uh, chest tattoo? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so, yeah, like <laughs> uh, it's just so. Uh, oh, uh, post, uh, post chest tattoo. So it's it's the promo. It's the uh, promo standee from like the game stores. Yep. Uh, for two K seventeen. And, uh, so did he or did he not wear a Santa hat during the holidays then? Uh, he did, and he had a Garland championship, and he was uh, Universal Champion of Joy. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and um, well, you know, because I was sitting there and I was like, you know, because that was my it was my first holidays not working retail. So I was like, I'm going fucking all out. Yeah. Like I got this. I, I was like trying to bring it up to the game closet, and I'm like, I don't have a place for this. So I'm just going to set it by the bathroom down here and, <laughs> and uh, decorated it up, hung up some wreaths, put up a tree, bought him a little Santa hat, sent him on his, set him on his way. And it was, it was good. Nice. Uh, he was like the angry Santa to my Santa's village. Nice. It was good. So uh, why don't you give us a, a quick rundown of uh, if, if there's any other matches besides the Rumble, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the Rumble's the uniqueness there that would be interesting as far as whatever you would recall for uh, if you were kind of giving an editorial review of, of the Rumble gotcha. from, uh, from Sunday. So overall, the one quick thing to know about the WWE product right now is that it's actually got some of the uh, most talented wrestlers in the world. Now, with other products, there are there are very talented wrestlers out there like Kenny Omega and Okada, and there have been some fantastic matches out there. Um, but like the WWE has been picking up a lot of talented people from like those independents. Uh, especially recently, um, um, 
the to the point where if you were kind of paying attention like two or three years ago and I told you that AJ Styles and John Cena had a five star match at the Royal Rumble, you would look at me like I was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did. They, they tore the place down. Um, so with that being said, um, there are some lead up matches uh, to the Rumble, um, which is always the main event at the Rumble um, and fantastic matches, uh, f- good to fantastic matches out of. Uh, uh, Charlotte Flair um, and uh, Bailey, uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. I'm not too big on Roman Reigns. He's like the guy they're really trying to like, you know, sort of trying to get to be like their their new guy. Yep. Um, I'm not too big on him. Um, you know, I like serviceable, but I'm just not too big on him. He, um, you know, he's he's a fine wrestler. His work. He's just not my cup of tea. When there's like, I find some other guys to be more entertaining. Um, and then you had the AJ Styles, uh, John Cena match. If, if you do get the network again, I can just point you to a couple of their matches, um, that are just really stellar work. John Cena, a lot of folks don't like John Cena, um, especially in like the internet wrestling forums and that, um, John Cena can go. Um, and when you put him with somebody who makes him step his game up, um, over the years, he's carried a lot of workers who weren't like super, um, super talented. And he, He'll always give you a serviceable match to like a fantastic match. And his matches with AJ Styles have been good. Um, and then so you had the and then you had the cruiserweight cruiserweight championship thing that they brought back with uh, some guys there. Um that match was like the one I was least excited for. Um but that match was pretty good too. Um but the rumble, let's see. Um so I don't know about like so for me, the rumble is all about, um, the surprise entrance and, uh, there weren't any surprise entrance this year. Yeah. That's um, always the big thing. I mean, <laughs> like one year I watched it and I think I want to say like Shaq did it one year. Um, yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> there's always been like some really big, like off the wall names. I mean, some years like based on storylines, like it's focused and it's like, it's somebody mm-hmm. within the realm of reason, but they're a good surprise. And then some people it's like off the wall like i mean i don't know if it's like ever done it but like there was somebody like as crazy as like peewee herman one year or something like that so that's always the 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 weird thing is like they're coming in and they're gonna win the rumble and then they run in and they're tossed out right away <laughs> yeah like there were um the the one i was watch, uh watching to show my roommate kind of because uh my roommate's not familiar with the uh with was not familiar with wrestling but we watch together sometimes and and uh to, to give my roommate the breakdown of the rumble, the rumble that we watched had drew Carey as one of the surprise entrants. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so yeah. So, you know, I was like, I always look, for, you know, it's like in the long run, like any, you know, it's one of the first rumbles in recent history where you kind of can't tell who's going to win, like because of storyline wise. Yep. Um, and, the surprise entrance, you know, there was a guy they brought up from NXT, kind of cool. Um, and then that was it. Like, there were no guys who you were kind of hoping to return or or any of, like, the bigger names from NXT, which which is sort of like the uh, the WWE's developmental um, territory place. Um, where they've got some insane workers down there, too. And, um, yeah, it was just, you know... Um, you know, not a lot of surprises like Undertaker came out, Goldberg came out, um, Brock Lesnar, which is cool to see all three of those guys in a ring at once. But Undertaker's like 53 um, who look and looks like he has a hip problem. Um, 
and and Brock Lesnar, you know, he all these people could probably beat the crap out of me. Um, but you know, Brock Lesnar, you know, kind of just you know, kind of felt like he was just there for the paycheck, and Goldberg was there to let his kids see him wrestle, mm-hmm. and which you know, like, but th- those are all cool. But like, you know, it's kind of old, and you want to see like. You wanted something kind of different, and those guys weren't weren't surprises. They were like they were named already. So like now it would have been totally different if all of a sudden you know you tell me one of these guys that only shows up and you know shows up to four shows a year and wrestles two pay per views, all of a sudden's in the Royal Rumble and just comes out at like number like twenty two or something like that. Like I'm you know like I'm I'm hyped and and I think um what really did it was the 30th entrant was Roman Reigns. Okay. So he, and what makes me so sad was, and that's always whenever I've watched it, I mean, that's always, they end up saying because it's 30 and he's the last guy and all that, blah, blah, blah. It's always like, and like, I've always heard the announcers saying the 30th entrant and the, who's going to win the Royal rumble is, is so and so. So it's usually like if there's somebody that they're trying to push over or trying to get there, Mm -hmm. they're usually number 30 for, for a lack of a better purpose. Yeah, like he so he had the title match. He had a title match earlier that he lost and then he was in the Rumble. And I was just like, now, number 30, you know, you know, usually if you're not going to give the fans like a guy returning from injury or, you know, somebody like a Kurt Angle, um, you know, it was just kind of a bummer. Like, you know, I was like, I would have been happy with Shaq at number 30. Yep. Like, you know, how silly is that? Like, I, I didn't care. Like. It could have been almost anybody except Roman Reigns because he just lost the title shot. Why did he get an opportunity for another title shot? (laughs) You know, like there's so many other people that could have been. It was just kind of it was kind of disappointing. And um, and then when he ended up getting down and eliminating The Undertaker and uh, a couple other things, he um. You know, when he got down to the final four, I was like, he better not win this just because like the stuff. And he didn't. So um, it was good. And it was I mean, the overall, the matches before then were better than the, the, the main event, which is always kind of kind of sucks when that happens. But, um, you know, it's always it's always like an enjoyable event. Like I just wanted a little bit more a uh, little bit more oomph, I guess. Um, a little bit more pop and surprise, mm-hmm. and I would have been fine, you know. But yeah, I'm I mean, glad that's, th- th- some of the bigger kind of back and forths are always there. You have like the big guys versus the little guys, and guys mm-hmm. teaming up. Yeah. And you know, if there's a, a guy that uh, I, I mean, I think the one year I watched it was the one of the years that that Shawn Michaels won it, where he went under like the bottom mm-hmm. rope, and, and then like he wasn't technically out, so then he kind of came back later and gamed the system and stuff like that. Um, and then there was like Mabel was in there one year and that's where like everybody was trying to get him over the top rope, but he's so massive that like they were like literally just instead of trying to get him over the top rope, they were just trying to pull the top rope down. Um, and so it was just tons of craziness. And so that's always one of the ones where it's, it's not a typical match, but like they kind of, because it's, you know, 30 guys over X amount of time. Is it, what is it? 60 seconds or 90 seconds? They changed it to two minutes this year. Okay. So that, I mean, that's a little bit more to, to then get guys. So then at least just the entrants themselves are coming out to, it's a full hour match. Um, and so, you know, the guys have to work a little bit harder in between each, uh, each time somebody's mm-hmm. coming out. Um, and so, I mean, it, it does end up doing that. I mean, cause you know, 
prior to some of the the other matches where who was it? It was uh, um, it was uh, Shawn Michaels and and Bret Hart was the Iron Man match, and that was the one where mm-hmm. they were doing like the sixty the full sixty minutes, and I mean that was kind of like unheard of before for like a full sixty minute match. Um, yeah. So like I mean having like one kind of central match and central storyline going for sixty plus minutes is is still not really done that much, but. Um, having up to 30 guys kind of be involved in there makes it a little bit better. So you, you have a, the ability to do a lot of different stories there. Yeah. Like, oh man, I, oh, I know. And it's like the rumble, like the big four are always like those pay-per-views that like, I'm always going to like kind of go out of my way to watch because they're always enjoyable because they're all about the spectacle. And the big four being, Oh, um, so you've got the, uh, basically it starts WrestleMania season, um, which is, uh, the Royal Rumble, uh, and then you've got WrestleMania, and then SummerSlam, and then Survivor Series. Okay. And um, the uh, you know I always like those. I don't want to say those are like the only pay per views that matter, um, but they're the only pay per views that actually matter, um, <laughs> because those are the ones. Because if you break it down into increments that's how they build their stories for yeah stuff. They're, they're the tent poles for the story writing and yeah they're the ones where the big action happens and the ones where they look to have the big uh names for the business come back and i mean wrestlemania mm. is you know the always been the, the biggest spectacle of them all type thing and um and i mean i i, I growing up i subscribed to wwf the magazine and i still remember some of the covers that they had there with uh hulk hogan and the ultimate warrior on the cover for survivor series or sorry not survivor series mm-hmm. SummerSlam, um yep. dressed in fatigues uh and like camo mesh and stuff like that um and then like survivor series always being around um uh thanksgiving time and then having that like being the the four man tag matches that it was always like well who is going to be on whose team because they need eight guys and so it was always like these big storylines as far as who's <laughs> going to turn on who and join this team versus this team and stuff like that so i mean there was always a lot there and then i mean the the four way or the eight way tag matches always ended up living to living up to a lot of the billing so um i mean those are the the big ones and i mean i mean they pull out all the stops for wrestlemania so yeah yeah they're always always fun always worth uh um i almost they're almost always worth the, just the time take the time to view them um the and you get to see sometimes it's like most there's like a couple like good events in between um but you know it's you know those are the ones that are always fun those are the ones that always have the most spectacle and honestly like those are the ones you can watch with other people mm-hmm. um and you know, and especially if you like, you don't pay like like a lot of attention to it, and and like zone in and out. You can always catch WrestleMania and be like, oh, I know who to cheer for. I know who not to like. Yep. All the big four, all the big four pay per views have that. Um, they're at a point now where I think they have twenty six pay per views. Holy shit! Um, because they did a they did the brand split again yeah. or, or something close to that, and each one gets like there's like a pay per view almost every other two weeks now. Yeah. I mean, similar to, to like with Magic and the Grand Prix. I mean, a couple of years ago, or what, before I got back into a Grand Prix, were a big thing like once a quarter. And now yeah. there's, you know, literal Grand Prix I could travel to almost every week, every other week. And so it's just, it's almost overload at that point. Yeah. In Vegas, there's what? There's In Vegas, there's uh, what? Three in a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
But yeah. I mean, if, if they think their business can sustain it and their, their numbers are running that way. And then, I mean, there's people that are buying it and, you know, there's uh, decent numbers that way, as opposed to needing to bring the break, the big spectacle to the weekend week out shows, then uh, I mean, I guess it, it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, um, the story, it lets them get, get a little bit more, um, in depth with their storytelling, which I mean, to be fair, in a case, anyone who's listening, isn't like super familiar with wrestling or professional wrestling, the storytelling is not the greatest. Um, but there is, uh, it's a lot of like basic kind of like hero's journey and like morality plays. Um, it's the best thing to compare it to. And, um, but with the with the brand split, because they've just started doing that again, um, it lets them get a little bit more in depth story wise. So the character is a little bit more fleshed out instead of good guy, bad guy. It's like this guy, you know, the bad guy is a guy who is fed up that he hasn't gotten anywhere in his career and is taking it out on his coworkers. Because in this magical professional wrestling universe, you can do that. And <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, I think that's uh, some decent conversation for this week. Um, so uh, I think we can kind of wrap that up in, in the uh, nostalgia uh, train <laughs> there. Uh, one of the other podcast episodes that I listened to lately, um, one of the guys said, well, I'm buying back uh, my childhood one piece at a time. So uh, that's, uh, that's you know, I'm buying back my happiness one one memory at a time. So uh, with all the other all the other crap uh, going down now, I mean, if I can look back and see how that being, you know, uh, fun and, and things I can look back on and, uh, you know, all the, the shirts I wish I never got rid of. Um, and, you know, again, if uh, – um, if the the network is as spectacular for the kind of the depth of their uh, um, the depth of, of their programming that, that you say it is a catalog there that may be something we have to, to redo there um, and also uh, uh, I'll be in town soon but I don't know if we'll have time then but maybe later on this year um, we can uh, record when we're both together and then record while we're playing some world tour NTW or NWO <laughs> revenge or something so that would be that'd be interesting um to, to kind of see that so yeah so i think that'll I'll call it a week this week was there anything else you wanted to to touch on this week before we hop off uh for this this episode no i think for this this thing i think we pretty much covered covered all that i wax poetic about uh about the childhood memories there so uh <laughs> Uh, pretty much got everything covered i think <laughs> okay so we'll sign off for this week we got a, a good bit under so i, I think uh, we were able to cover uh about the amount of time i, I expected that to take so we can uh, look forward to uh next week or the the next episode where we'll talk about uh some magic trading and uh in the ins and outs of uh the magic the gathering interactions there so uh, until next week, uh, I was not looking at John Cena curtsying this week, so uh, I don't have a fancy <laughs> sign-off yet. But um, uh, until next week, we'll uh, talk to you then. Peace out. Please listen carefully.